Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. We, uh, we want to continue this morning the journey uh, uh, looking at the person of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we, we've got a particular aspect that we want to look of the, the person of the Holy Spirit, the character of the Holy Spirit. And we'll, we'll jump into that in a moment's time. Um, this journey that we've been on is about deepening our understanding of who the person of the Holy Spirit is with the intention of be, becoming more open to his working in us and through us in our own lives, but in the lives of those people around about us as well. And we've been reflecting on the significance of this person, the Holy Spirit, you know, because Jesus was and is and is forevermore the son of the living God, right? He's seated at the right hand of the Father now in heavenly places. He's, in, he's interceding for you right now. You're going through a hard time. The Holy, Jesus is up there now praying for you through this season that you're in. But we see in the book of John that Jesus refers to the coming of the Holy Spirit and he says something that's quite profound and something that I think that we need to hear over and over again until we start to get the importance of the Holy Spirit and, and us as people building a relationship with him where he says in John that it's to your advantage that I go. In other words, Jesus ascended, ascends to heaven because he said, if I do not ascend to heaven, then I will not be able to send the one who I'm sending, who is the helper, the Holy Spirit. And I think that that's such a profound thought that Jesus sort of furthers and opens the discussion about who the person of the Holy Spirit is, but then actually states that it's to your advantage and to my advantage that, that he ascends in order for him to send the Holy Spirit to the earth. And we looked at a few things last week. We looked at the, 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 the incredible providence and planning and sovereignty of God. We saw, you know, the, the story of the Passover and the story of the day of Pentecost. Passover being, being the Jewish festival in the Old Testament where the angel of death passed over the blood of lamb that was, was shed upon the, the doorposts of, of the uh, Israeli people's homes. And then we see that, that, that every year they celebrate a particular time called the Passover where they remember what God did. And we see that Jesus comes and he's, um, he, he comes and he, he comes and, 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 and and on, the, on, that, on that, that day where he goes to the cross and he dies on that cross, it's actually the, the season of Passover because he's the Lamb of God that was shed. His, his blood was shed. His body was broken. His blood was shed. Sorry, I'm all over the place this morning, but I think we're getting there. And we see that he became our sacrificial lamb. His body was broken so that we could be forgiven. Powerful. Then we see about 50 days on in the Jewish calendar, they would celebrate the time of Pentecost. And the time of Pentecost was celebrating the goodness of God. All of the great things that God had done with them and through them and in them. And then we see in, in Acts chapter 1, uh, on the day of Pentecost, about 50 days after Jesus died and then rose again around the 50-day period, on that day of Pentecost, we see that as the disciples are gathered in the upper house, the Holy Spirit, the one that Jesus said he would send, was sent, known as the promise of the Father. The Father's promise. Joel chapter 2 uh, speaks about how in the, in the last day, God will pour out his spirit upon all men. The old men shall dream dreams. The young men will prophesy. Hallelujah. He'll pour out his, his, his spirit upon the, the maidservants and the men's servants. Amen. And there's so many profound pictures about the coming of the Holy Spirit that I think that sometimes we, we understate or underestimate the importance of knowing who the Holy Spirit is 
and the significance of his role in and through our lives. In fact, we asked ourselves a question last week and the question was, do we know about the Holy Spirit or are we building a friendship with the Holy Spirit? Because I think for most of the church today, and uh, will I go there? Yes, I will. I think for most of the church today, we know about the Holy Spirit, but we're not building an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. It was very devastating during the course of the week to see the Anglican Synod of Australia um, voting in support, nearly overwhelmingly, for the support of same-sex marriage, same-sex unions within the church. And um, that hasn't been actually qualified yet, but that's where they're heading, heading partly. Not all of them. The Sydney people are like, we're not going down that path. But I think this, that if you take out the person and the power and the place of the Holy Spirit, then the potential for error and for the potential for, for undervaluing under, uh, the, the, the truth of Scripture will come into play without exception. Because Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, he was the one that would lead us into all truth. Jesus said the Holy Spirit was the one that will guide us into all truth. Amen. We need the Spirit of God. We need the Word of God. Amen. And we need to understand that we need to know more than just knowing about the Holy Spirit. We've got to build a friendship with the Holy Spirit. So last week we looked at a number of scriptures and I can probably finish with this this morning. And some of you might be thinking, Amen, Hallelujah, that's my prayers answered. But we looked at some of the things about the Holy Spirit that, that Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would do as he was sent. He would power us to be a witness of Jesus. He would come to help us. He would come to guide us. He would come to reveal truth to us. He would come to be our constant companion. And this should be enough for us to stop and cause us to evaluate our understanding of the Holy Spirit. We need a greater revelation of the person of the Holy Spirit. Because he will guide us into all truth. So today we're going to continue to look at what it means to develop a friendship with the Holy Spirit and discover that holiness is the key to getting closer to the Holy Spirit. Does anyone want to get closer to the Holy Spirit? Does anyone want more of the Holy Spirit in and in their lives, in their family, in their worlds, in their business, in their, in their relationships. I would say, without exception, we all do. Well, I love this scripture of Paul, because Paul's encouragement to us this morning, I believe, as he spoke it all those years ago, is still relevant today in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. He mentions these words about the person of the Holy Spirit. He says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all forever. Amen. The word communion there in the Greek is defined as friendship or fellowship. Listen to it another way. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the friendship and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. I believe Paul discovered and developed a deep friendship with the Holy Spirit. And I believe God wants each of us to further develop a friendship with the Holy Spirit. You're a quiet Baptist church this morning. I can see the first few rows. <laughs> Amen? Amen? It's so important. So question, how do we develop a friendship with the Holy Spirit? How do we develop a friendship with the Holy Spirit? Well, I, I believe this. We need to understand His nature and His character. And to do that, we need to look at His name, the Holy Spirit. Jesus referred to Him as the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. The Holy Spirit, He's mentioned 96 times in the New Testament alone. One of the key characters of the Holy Spirit is this, that He is holy. 
We'll get to it. I know you've already gone there, unfortunately or fortunately. But if we want a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit and His character and His nature is holiness, then how do you think we, we build a, a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit? We understand the place of the, and the importance of becoming holy before the Lord. Not very popular today, I know. I'm sorry about that. If you've come for a feel-good, pick-me-up, make-me-feel-great message, then maybe today wasn't the day. Although I would expect by the end of our time together, you go, I've got it. Amen. Amen. The definition for the word holy means that which is sanctified or set apart for a divine and godly service. That's the Greek definition of it. If we want to have more of the Holy Spirit in our lives, then we need to live a life of greater holiness. In fact, one of the Old Testament verses of God's encouragement to His people is in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 2. It says this, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. One of the great encouragements to the people of God. God's saying, I'm holy. I'm calling you to holiness as well. The word holy there is the same thing, that which is sanctified or set apart for a divine and godly service. How important is the pursuit of the holy, excuse me, how important is the pursuit of holiness in the New Testament? Well, listen to this verse of Scripture, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. It says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. The good news, though, this morning is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to make us holy. The Holy Spirit work is to help us to become more like Jesus. That's His whole intention in your life, right? That's why you got baptized. If you haven't, you have an opportunity. June the 5th is um, Pentecost. Amen. A few Sundays away. It's Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah. What a great day to have baptism in the water and the Holy Spirit on that day. Hallelujah. That's the whole purpose of the Holy Spirit. He wants to bring the fruit of heaven through our lives. Amen. The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, goodness, temperance, kindness. Thanks very much. And the others. But that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. That we're on this journey of life. He comes alongside and Jesus says he dwells, is with us and then dwells in us. And his whole purpose is to encourage us, to lead us, to guide us, to reveal truth to us, to illuminate revelation to us and then help us to become more like Jesus. Because ultimately, if we stay the way that we are, oh, the world's in trouble. But if we open up ourselves more and more to the person of the Holy Spirit, His role is to help shape us and shape our character and mould our character into the image of who Jesus is. And if we go around with a greater image of who Jesus is, I think that that's a picture that the people are looking for today. Amen. Christ within us, the hope of glory. Because I, on my own, have very little to offer. I'm six foot with a broken nose, a scar on the side of my head, and I've got a whole other stack of stuff I could talk about as well. Often when I'm speaking, I spit, and I don't mean to do that. It's very embarrassing when I do it. Amen. Can you hear this morning? That's, that's why the Holy Spirit is wanting to cheer you on and wanting to encourage you and wanting to push you and wanting to challenge you and wanting you to understand the, the, the place of holiness because if we can understand how holy He is, then I believe that that does something in our hearts. 
So for us to develop a friendship with the Holy Spirit, we must be willing to learn what it means to be holy and discover the place of holiness in our lives. What holiness is not? Holiness is not striving for, per- for perfection. What holiness is not? Holiness is not striving for perfection. None of us will ever be perfect. My mother said I wasn't perfect, just the closest thing to it, right? (laughs) Did you say that, Louise? I'm sure she did. You know, we just think of just, you focus on being perfect. No, holiness is not about that. Holiness is not about perfection, but it's about relationship with the Holy Spirit. Another thing holiness is not, holiness is not an external facade of godliness. The people that Jesus had the most dislike for? Jesus, you brood of vipers. You, like he had some really hard things to say to a certain group of people. They were the Sadducees and the Pharisees. They were the religious people that had this external facade of religion and godliness, but inside in their hearts, they were rotten to the core. And Jesus had the greatest difficulty and the greatest contempt for those people because they had this outward appearance of being godly, but on the inside, they were corrupt as man. And Jesus often would challenge them and go to the task with them and go to the very core of, of, of what was going on with them. They looked godly on the outside, but on the inside, there was corruption. Holman is not an external facade. I think we've all seen too many Christians that appear to be holy. They can pray in tongues, they can have faith, but what comes out of their mouth in the way of gossip is completely unholy. Look at my big Bible. Got the big cross on. Scripture warns us of this dilemma of outward holiness in 2 Timothy chapter 3. There's quite a few Thoughts within this text, but the bit that I want to focus on is one sentence. It's referring to people that have this external facade. It goes on to say, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. So what is holiness? If that's what holiness is not, what is holiness? Number one, first couple of, just a couple of thoughts and we're done. Number one, it's about setting our lives apart each and every day. Now, all of you might have your different thoughts when I mention this person's name. It might be controversial for you. It might trigger some of you. You might go, ah! But I love this thought of a book by the name of a a guy called Benny Hinn, who many years ago, many years ago, anyway, you've all got your opinion. Most opinions are like armpits. They usually stink. I can't see the few back rows, so you must be all smiling. A few down the front were, so it's all good. Is that all right, Amanda? But he wrote a book. It's simply called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And the whole thought was waking up and starting your day with Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Powerful book, profound thought. But I believe that's so, so important. 
that we understand that holiness is about setting our lives apart in each and every day. It's about living to please God through our thoughts, our words and our actions. It's about surrendering our lives each day to the Holy Spirit and listening for His promptings and His nudgings each and every day. He wants to guide you and He wants to lead you. In fact, Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 13, however, when the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. But the question to ask is, are we willing to listen? The only way that we can listen is every day acknowledging the place of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to reveal truth. But like any relationship, we need to take the time to tune in to focus. Setting our lives apart each and every day, that's what holiness is. Another thing that holiness is, it's a holy hatred for sin in our lives. Are there things in our lives that the Holy Spirit is asking us to stop doing or to give up? Often we can complain and think, God, where are you? But maybe we need to look within and ask the Holy Spirit, am I making room for you in my life? It's an Old Testament picture. Because remember again, the nature and the character of the Holy Spirit is that of holiness. And there's a picture I believe that we need to consider. It's in the book of Exodus chapter 3. It's the story of Moses standing before the burning bush. Moses out in the, in, the, in the country, he's all on his own. God comes to Moses by the way of a burning tree. The tree's on fire, but it's not burning. But it's a flame. Moses is taken back with that. Wow, what is that? God starts to speak to Moses through the burning bush. Moses' intrigue goes, wow, this has to be God. God wants to have a dialogue. God wants Moses to come closer. God's in his heart going, oh, Moses, I would love you to come and just fellowship and talk with me. Come near Moses. Come closer, Moses. Come and listen to what I want to speak to you, Moses. I've got so many great things I want to share with you, Moses. But before you come, Moses, take off your shoes because the place that you're about to come and walk onto is holy. Good old holy ghost. Got the spirit, bro. HG. Woo! The spirit of the Lord. I think that we need to have a greater respect for who he is. And just like the Father in heaven said to Moses, take off your shoes because where you're about to walk, This land is holy. And if we think that we can come to the Holy Spirit just in any old how, you know, she'll be right, mate. I think that we're missing again the fact that he is our friend. He wants to be our companion. He wants to lead us and guide us, but we can never discount his holiness. And we must be so careful that as we come to the Holy Spirit, as we come to the person of the Holy Ghost, We need to know that he is holy. 
And we just can't come to him any old way. We can, but I believe that we need to come with a heart that's humble. Are there things that God is asking you to take off that are holding you back from a deeper intimacy with the Holy Spirit? Are you choosing him or are you choosing that? What are the things that bring me closer to him? What are you watching right now? What are you allowing to come into your eye gate right now? If the Holy Spirit is holy, and He is, and He's living within us, but the Bible says that He can be quenched and grieved, are you watching things potentially that would be offensive to the Holy Spirit? You've all gone quiet now. I'm just blown away how deranged and degraded and disgraceful so much of what is on our TVs today. And I just wonder, as we sit there and we watch the scenes of blood and gore and we call it entertainment or we watch sex scenes and we just go, well, it's just... It's the modern, the modern life that we're living. I just wonder whether or not that truly is offensive to the Holy Spirit. And that maybe then him being drawn to us and us walking into a greater sense of his presence, maybe some of these things that we've allowed ourselves to compromise on could be offensive. It could be limiting the place of the Holy Spirit within us. The... I'll finish now in two minutes' time. But I've said this, Bernard, before, and you've probably heard me say it before. And we could pick on um, music and, and all of that, but I think predominantly for people in the last two years with COVID and all of that, it's Netflix, it's Prime, it's Amazon. The list just goes on and on and on and on. But I think whenever it comes to what we allow to come into our eye gate, which eventually will affect our heart and our mind and soul, we've always got to ask the question, will this pass the mum test? In other words, if I'm sitting in front of the TV and my dear old mother's sitting next to me, would I feel comfortable watching this with her sitting there? He's holy. Take off your sandals. Put that stuff away. Put those things aside. Remove that stuff from you. Come into my presence. Oh, this is great. It's like, this right now sitting here, it's like just the two hours a week that I work, amen? This is awesome. Hour in the morning, hour at night. I'm lo- and I'm sitting down, Dave. It's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Hearing him this morning, don't hear a person. 
He's drawing you. He's wooing you. He wants to show us things that we could never even begin to imagine. But we've got to make the choice to say, Lord, you're holy. Help me on this journey. Two comments and I'll finish. We can't live without the forgiving grace of God through Jesus Christ. Agreed? But we can live without an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit if we choose. The Holy Spirit, as that gentleman referenced before in his book, would call him time and time again the gentleman. He will not force himself on you. He's like waiting for you to come to him. God wants us to get a fresh desire for more of the Holy Spirit. And as I conclude this morning, for those that are at home as well today, we want to ask you this question. When was the last time you experienced a Jeremiah chapter 29 moment? And I'll explain what that is by reading this scripture to us all. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Good stuff. Then you will call upon me and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search with me, when you search for me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. That there is a Jeremiah 29 moment and experience. And you will seek me and find me when you search with when you search for me with all of your heart, I will be found by you. When you search for me with all of your heart, I will be found by you. When you search for me with all of your heart, I will be found by you. When you search for me with all of your heart, I will be found. Massive challenge to us today. Massive challenge to us. I'm so thankful to God. So thankful to the Lord today. Challenging us. Challenging us this morning. Challenging us with all of our heart, not part of our heart, not some of our heart, not bits of our heart, not little tuppence of our time, not, none of those things. But when we search for the Lord with all of our heart, He will be found. Why? Because He's worthy of nothing less. He's the God of the universe. And yet, and yet, He invites people like us to experience His presence. But his presence doesn't come cheaply. It comes as we're willing to pay the price. So I'll turn that off. I'll put that aside. I'll take off those shoes, Lord, so I can come into your presence. Amen. Let's bow our head as we pray this morning together. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful today to you. that You are the God of heaven that promises to meet us as we come into your presence. Today, Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who, who paid the price the ultimate price of dying on that cross, of, of giving his life for us. We are so thankful to you, Lord. 
Lord, today you've sent the Holy Spirit that here is here today on this earth, here in this moment, Lord. And we know that you're calling us to yourself in a greater and a deeper relationship with you, Lord. But we know that it doesn't come cheaply. We can't come to you except with an open heart, hands opened up, hearts opened up, removing those obstacles and those things that might hold us back from true fellowship with you. Holy Spirit, we know the Apostle Paul, when he prayed that prayer, a deep communion with the Holy Spirit, he knew what it meant to lay down his life, to pick up his cross. And because of that, he had such an intimate and insightful relationship with you. Holy Spirit, as a church, we're on this journey. And Lord, we just know that you want to move, you want to touch hearts, you want to transform lives. But Lord, it only comes as you build the house. The, the word says, unless the Lord builds the house, those that labor, labor in vain. And Lord, we don't want to labor in vain. We want you, Holy Spirit. We want you. We want you to move through us. We, we want to come to this place on a Sunday with a hunger in our hearts, open, open heart, open hands, and just saying, God, move through us, speak through us. Encourage us, Lord. So Lord, we thank you for this journey that we're on today. We're so grateful to you, learning, understanding. We pray that the words would be revelation, Lord. They would illuminate our minds, touch our souls and our spirits, Lord. Bring great truth. Jesus, today as we conclude, we just want to thank you that you died on the cross to pay for our sins, that you went to that cross, you died that wicked death, so that we could be forgiven, Lord, that we could be reconciled back to God in heaven. That, Lord, without you, our lives are messed up. Our lives just, just have a, a sense of meaningless to them. But with you, Lord, there's purpose. There's a sense of direction. And so, Lord, right now, I just, just thank you. And I just want to ask people right now in this place that if you haven't asked Jesus to forgive you, if you haven't asked him to be the the Lord of your life, if you've never asked Jesus to forgive you and committed your life to following Him, to be, as Jesus said, to become born again, to become a child of God while every head's bowed and eyes closed here and at home as well right now. If you're here and you have never received Jesus as your Saviour, but today you're here, you don't know why, but you feel like, you need to be here this morning. Then right now, while every head's bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you have not received the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, then while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, would you raise your hand? I'm not going to ask you to come to the front, but I would love to pray with you this morning. Anyone as I look across this morning, Father, thank you. I'll just give you another moment just as you wait on God this morning. Father, we are so thankful. won't presume for those people that are home this morning as well. Thank you. In fact, just as we conclude this morning, I just want to lead everyone in prayer. I would not like to think that we miss one person at home. If you're online right now, just let's just pray this prayer after me this morning. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on that cross to pay for our sins. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me for all of my wrong, for every sin that I've committed. Today, Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. I today commit my life to following you. I confess today that you are my saviour and that I am a child of God. 
I pray that today, Jesus, in your name, and everybody said amen and amen. I encourage those that are in the building and those that may be at home, you can reach out to us. You just go to our website there. There's an info at Shell Harbour. If you'd love to send your details and tell us about what you've done, we will guarantee there'll be someone to contact you and encourage you in this journey that you've decided to go on. Amen. So why don't we stand to our feet this morning. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Jesus, He is so good. He is so worthy. We are so thankful. Amen. So thankful.